With over 95 years of experience, Gallagher has the expertise to help businesses navigate complex challenges and seize new opportunities. As a proud partner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Gallagher is dedicated to building confidence together. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR benefits consultant. You're listening to a Bucks Plus audio production on the Bucks Plus Network. From inside the arena to all across the city streets, uncovering all the stories that make up the Milwaukee Bucks. This is Behind the Bucks, presented by Gallagher, your trusted global insurance and consulting partner. Find out more at AJG.com. Presented by Prime Video, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey is a documentary from Improbable Media and Words and Pictures. It intimately details the path of NBA champion Giannis Antetokounmpo traveling from the streets of Athens to global stardom. From Nigeria to Greece to now his home of Milwaukee, the life story of Giannis thus far is an epic one filled with inspiration, heartbreak, courage, and triumph. I'm Jen Latta, and in this episode of Behind the Bucks, I was able to catch up with the director and producer of the documentary, Kristen Lapis. Kristen and I have worked together before, and she has been a successful storyteller for quite some time. I asked her how she became involved in this project, what it was like to work with Giannis and his family, and so much more. Here's my conversation with Kristen. What a thrill it is to chat with Kristen Lapis, director and producer of Giannis the Marvelous Journey documentary. You can find it on February 19th, streaming on Prime. It is an hour 42 documentary about Giannis and his journey. It is well worth your time. And Kristen, people don't know this, but I want to make sure that they're aware of our friendship and our relationship. My very first feature Absolutely. on College Game Day, which must have been like eight years ago now, I got to work with you. And we did this incredible story about these two families, one who had lost a child but then donated his heart and the other family that received the heart one was an LSU family the other was an Auburn family it was called heart of a tiger it was one of my favorite stories to ever do and you were such a big part of why it was my favorite you've always been a consummate professional and I'm so thrilled of all the success that you have had since that moment as long as I have known you this is an incredible project that you took on working for words and pictures now which is a production studio that you um, work with how did you get involved with Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. Yeah, so Jen, as you know, being a storyteller yourself, um, connecting with people in this in this world of sports, you never know like when things are going to come back around. So I was actually, when I was at ESPN working for ESPN Films, um, my bosses sent me to Athens to cover Giannis's um, signature shoe being released for the first time. We were producing a series called Sneaker Center. It was on, um, you know, sneaker culture. So it was not um, the most uh, in-depth uh, series. But anyways, he was it was back right after he won his first MVP. And so um, the shoe was coming out. They were doing this big release in Athens. And I went over there and I connected with his agent, Alex Saritsis, at the time. And we kind of just hit it off. We we're both Greek Americans. We both come from basketball, um, you know, genes. Uh, my dad was a college coach for 25 years. And um, him and I hit it off really well. Um, you know, I was able to interact with Giannis and, you know, tell him that as a Greek American, me and my family had been following his journey since he was drafted in 2013. And so it was like this really cool thing where it was like, 
my passion in basketball, um, my culture and in like all of the kind of the things that mean something to me um, kind of coming together. And so that was 2019. Uh, I left ESPN spring of 2022 to go work for Words and Pictures. And my boss there, Connor Shell, came up to me one of my first days and he's like, you know, this is a really exciting kind of project that we're we're in talks with Giannis and his people to kind of share his story, which, by the way, had never been done from from his voice, from his family's voice. Obviously, there was the Disney scripted children's movie and, you know, his story was well documented in print articles, but it had never come from Giannis and his family's um, perspective. And so he was like, do you want to be interested in this? Like, Alex brought up your name and said that you guys knew each other. Um, and that's how it kind of started. Um, obviously, there were a lot of conversations with both Giannis's team and Giannis himself about why we should be telling the story right now, what I would be doing as a filmmaker to make sure that it was told as authentically as possible um, and all those things. It's a process. So, but that was the start of the process. One of the more difficult things when you're doing any sort of in-depth story is the time commitment that you have to have in order to do a really good job. Um, on game day, we flip things very quickly. You've been in that space before. That was not this. You knew that you would have years to put this story together. And yet, you are doing it on an active NBA player whose schedule and calendar is already very demanding. How did you make that work? Patience. Um, which was a lesson I learned on this project for sure. As you mentioned, um, you know, there's no instant gratification uh, in like, you know, doing an interview and then seeing it, you know, somewhere the next day. Um, it was really important for me that he, that Giannis understood that like, we're in this for the long haul and we're respectful and understanding of the fact that you are at the pinnacle of your career and you have a lot going on. Um, oh, by the way, he also had a daughter in September too. So both professionally and personally, he has a lot going on at this stage in his life. And so we wanted to try to make this experience as easy and organic as possible. And so it was it was two, a two year process from the first time we, we filmed with them until now, basically. Um, you know, we went to Athens five times for the project. Uh, that's where he and his family spend their off seasons. Um, and so he's very comfortable there. So it was important to us that we invested the time and money to to be able to to capture him and his family where they're most of these um, back back in Athens. But yeah, it was not a, um, hey, Giannis, we want to do this this day. Like, we're going to come. It was like waiting to see when he and his family were open to doing this. Um, and it got easier with time as he began to trust us, obviously. Um, we had a few really awesome breakthrough moments, both with him and his fiance. Um, but yeah, again, patience, because these things don't come together, together quickly, um, you know, especially with one of the biggest talents and, and superstars in the world. What was the hardest thing about this project? Um, obviously, you mentioned trust. We're always trying to get our subjects to trust us. Sometimes, as you mentioned, we have more time than others. What was the hardest thing about getting this thing to the finish line? I mean, there were a lot of challenges, but I would say the biggest challenge for me personally is making Giannis understand that, like, he is interviewed every single day of his life. Like it is overwhelming and everybody wants something from him. But I wanted this experience to be different than that. And for him to understand that like, 
we want to get past like the surface level questions that he is getting from like beat reporters every single day. Like, and I wanted him to feel like I did my research, but also that like we could have honest conversations about things that he never had talked about before. And again, that takes time to understand that, right? And I think he was skeptical at first, to be honest. Um, but when we sat down for the first master interview, um, which ended up being three and a half hours, um, it was a funny story. His his team was like, he has 90 minutes. And I, I was kind of like laughing to myself and I'm like, but if we get into it and he's liking it and enjoying talking, we're going to blow through that. And we did. Um, he wanted to keep going. There's actually a funny moment in the um, in the interview where his mom calls him like we're like two and a half hours in and his mom calls him. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, he's going to look at his phone and see the time and he's going to like get up and leave. And he's like, mom, mommy, I'll be home in about two hours. Yeah, we're doing this interview and he hangs up and he keeps going. So anyways, I, like all to say that, you know, breaking through and him understanding like, OK, like she wants to take this like really dig down and like tell the real story, not just the surface level thing that a lot of people had already covered. Um, once he understood that, I think him and I had a really good rapport and he enjoyed the conversations that we had. Part of the documentary that really stood out to me was when Giannis was talking about the passing of his father. His dad, obviously incredibly influential in his journey and just who he is as a man and now as a father. I was good with some stuff. I don't think I had enough time to grieve my father. I had to be there for my brothers and my my mom. Seeing your mom sad and wearing black clothes and all that's not a good feeling. And I don't think I had time to kind of take for myself, talk with my family. I said, I don't want to play no more. I don't want to play no more. There's no joy. It's torture. I thought he was going to quit. I thought he was done. I thought he wasn't going to play anymore. I remember telling him, have you ever grieved for your father? You dove into the basketball. You did everything to make sure that your family was okay, which was the right thing to do. But when have you ever stopped and said, I need help myself? I started talking to a sports psych, started doing therapy. And it was one of the best decisions that I've ever done in my life to be able to uh, develop coping mechanism. He fought harder than anybody will ever know off the court. To see his fight and what he did to get through it was just absolutely amazing. But you were able to get him to be pretty vulnerable about wanting to walk away from basketball, not having addressed his grief, and then seeking out therapy and how that has kind of put him in a better mind space. Talk to me about that conversation. And, you know, we often know as producers and reporters when we're getting to the good stuff like you mentioned. So talk to me through that space where you knew that that story existed and that there was depth there, but how important it was to get it out of him. You know, it's interesting, Jen, like, he had never spoken about his father's death publicly. Um, obviously, I knew his his father tragically passed away, and I knew that he was creating a foundation in his father's honor. And one of the first scenes that we shot with the family was in Greece. It was on the five-year anniversary of his father's death. Um, not the exact date, but it was commemorating um, the five-year anniversary. And it was him and his brothers and his mom. 
And, you know, they just spoke about their dad in such a, a candid and emotional way and kind of just the impact he had on on their family and the legacy that they feel obligated to, to carry on um, because of all of the sacrifices that their, their dad made for the family. And that was the moment when I realized, like, this is a story that, like, has not been told and we really need to try to figure out, like, how we can get him comfortable talking about it because it was, like, the most pivotal occurrence that happened in his life and it changed him as a man as a player and so as you know with documentary films jen like you go in um and you think that maybe the story is going to be one thing and then the more that you uncover and the more you talk you realize that like the focus is actually something very different and the focus of the film did become his father um both the sacrifices that he made for his family his passing and then the legacy that that the boys feel um, a sense of obligation to, to carry on. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, him going there on his father, I, I you know, I, it's almost like it was therapeutic. Like once he started talking about it, it was like he wanted to tell me everything about his dad, um, everything from like the really um, sweet, heartfelt moments as kids when, you know, I, we mentioned a story about um, his dad getting them a PlayStation, which I love. Um, but everything from that to the moment, um, the day that his dad passed, um, like nothing was out of bounds. And I do think that like that's something that's going to surprise people when they watch this because he hasn't really gone there before um, on on the death of his dad. And there's a beautiful moment that you guys capture visually of the empty seat, how they keep an empty seat at the table for Charles, who is no longer with them, but still always will be with them. I thought that was really remarkably done. What surprised you most about Giannis? We know here in Milwaukee, he is very tight with his family. So, you know, seeing him interacting with his brothers and his sons and even Mariah, not a lot of surprise there. But there must have been something that really surprised you about all of this time you got to spend with him. Honestly, the thing that surprised me the most was like how philosophical and profound and like intelligent that he like he is. I just I honestly have never done an interview with an athlete before that's so introspective, especially at his age. Um, again, like, you know, this, Jen, you do all your research, you read everything that's out there and then you sit down in the chair with a list of questions. And in most cases, when you do that interview, you're getting sound on the things that you've read, right? With him, he surprised me like 20 different times in the interview and said something that I had never heard him or anybody else really say. Things like What's the difference, the difference between, between a coward, coward and a hero? It's how you deal with fear. Like that is so wise beyond your years, right? Like, and I don't know if that's like a Greek thing um, to be thinking in that way, but it's just so unique for a 27, 28 year old kid, you know, to, to be thinking like that. And so it was just such a pleasure to sit down and talk to him and, and, and kind of understand what goes on in his head. Like he kept saying, you know, using the word extreme to, to describe his personality. And I just, that's an interesting word that you don't hear a lot of people use when they're describing themselves. And it's like that's kind of like that extreme nature that he has is what drives him. Um, and he really is afraid. He'll tell you, I'm not as talented as Luca, right? The game doesn't come as easy to me as it does Jokic. 
The difference is that he played with a sense of fear. He has to do everything he needs to do to stay because he was petrified of going back. People might say I'm one of the best players in the NBA right now, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it, I don't, I don't feel it. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive because I'm scared of going back. I'm scared of losing all this. Like, whether we think it's rational or not, like, oh, he's, uh, you know, he makes hundreds of millions of dollars. He's not really afraid of, of going back to the streets of Greece, but he is. Like, that is a real fear for him, that, like, all of this could go away. And I think that's what drives him and that's what makes him so extreme. And I just found that to be really fascinating, um, his description of himself. Um, so yes, there's like the family stuff. And again, he he shared things with us that I don't think he's ever shared with anyone. You mentioned the walking away from basketball. That was a serious consideration that he, he made um, that he hadn't really spoken about in detail before. So again, I, I, I hope that people see that you know, you might have read a, an article or seen a, a short piece on Giannis, but um, I hope this kind of peels back some layers and you, you learn something about him that you didn't, because I know I did. Behind the Box is presented by Gallagher. Trust is the foundation of any successful partnership, especially when it comes to managing risk and planning your future. That's why businesses turn to Gallagher. With over 95 years of experience, Gallagher has the expertise to help businesses navigate complex challenges and seize new opportunities. As a proud partner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Gallagher is dedicated to building confidence together. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and H&R Benefits Consultant. We always talk about how important access is. I know you were given unfettered access at a number of junctures, which is amazing. And that's what we always hope for when we do these types of pieces. But we always talk about how we have certain conversations or interactions that we think are spectacular. And then they end up on the cutting room floor. Was there any conversation or anything that you experienced with the family where you were like, this has got to get in? And then as you started sequencing (laughs) out the project, you were like, crap, it just doesn't fit. But it's still brilliant and wonderful and people should know about this. Totally. I mean, there's a million instances of that because his life has been so interesting and he's done so much at such a young age. Uh, I would say two things that come to mind are uh, we really, I tried so hard to fit this in. I had it in like 10 different edits, but giving more about his brothers who also are really successful basketball players, like, you know, all four of them have played at a various level of the NBA. And like we had more detail about like Alex playing in the G League and Costas winning a cha- a ring with the Lakers and all of that. And it just it didn't fit. It kind of like was towards the end of the film, but then it was like slowing down. Like we had this really upward forward momentum. And when we got to that point, it was kind of like a and, you know, as you know, like once you commit to a focus in the movie, you have to use a lens of like anything that doesn't kind of like feed into that focus just needs to hit the cutting room floor. So again, his, his family's remarkable. I wish we could have gone into some of his brother's successes more. Um, but I think, you know, there's enough out there where people can, can read about that separately. Um, and then there was, there was a really interesting conversation um, that he had with his high school coach. We filmed them having dinner together and they spoke Greek for two hours and it was like, really like in the weeds about like Giannis's, um, you know, 
his career in Greece before he got to the NBA and his coach giving him advice on like certain things in the NBA. And again, like it was so cool in a vacuum, like maybe we can release it as like a, an uncut scene, but it just like didn't fit into the narrative that we were kind of building. So, but yeah, you know how it is. It's like you fight for those babies, but uh, yeah, unfortunately they have to go sometimes. <laughs> well, and I love that you call it a baby because so often these projects, obviously you're passionate about the subject matter. You dedicated multiple years of your life to getting this to the finish line and now you're sending it off into the world. So we've had this conversation before just as storytellers, that anxiety that you experience when you're pushing a project into the world for everybody to consume and everybody to react to in an ideal situation. What is your hope? What do you hope people take from this project, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey? Before I answer that, let me just say that um, there's a moment that a lot of people don't know um, that filmmakers experience. And that is with a story that's as deeply personal as this one, we as a courtesy show the family and the subjects before they see it in a theater with 250 people at the NBA All-Star Game. That just wouldn't feel right. Um, and so my boss, Connor Shell and I, we flew to Milwaukee uh, in November and we showed Giannis, Veronica, Thanasis, Alex, and Mariah the finished movie. Um, that to me is the most nerve wracking moment because it's like, these people lived this really, really, really powerful journey. And like, as a filmmaker, you hope that you got it right. Like that is always in the back of your head. Like, I hope I get this right. I hope I get this right. And um, seeing their reactions, watching their lives unfold, laughing, crying, hugging, like that to me is the most rewarding part of doing this job. Like whether or not like people audiences love the movie, which I hope they do. And I hope they, again, learn something about him that they don't know. Uh, to know that the family thinks that you got it right and you were fair and honest, not necessarily that they liked every moment, but that it was authentic and true. I think that's the biggest thing. So I can already say that that was a huge relief. <laughs> And then, if, and like um, you said, and then yeah. if it gets a claim, that's just gravy, right? Because you already know that you impressed the most important critics of your work. Exactly, exactly. Um, so again, I, I hope I hope people watch it. I hope people learn something and see a different side of him, which I think you do. Um, you know, people see him joking and laughing and the Chick Fil A stuff, um, but this is something different. And um, yeah, I, I hope people like it. And chasing his kiddos around the house. And I loved the story that Mariah told about how she's like, we don't need any more toys. Stop, Stop buying, buying them toys. There's too many. And he's like, no, I enjoy buying them toys because I didn't have a single toy when I was a kid. And it just like broke my heart. But at the same time, it makes sense. Like why he works so hard to give our kids whatever they want. And Giannis, of course, talking about his childhood and revealing that he had no toys when he was growing up and then how that has affected how he handles his sons and all of the things he wants to give them, the opportunities he wants them to have that he may not have had as a child. Kristen Lapis is the director and producer of Giannis the Marvelous Journey. We always talk about how these stories are not our own and that we are just the conduits to bring them to the masses. I know you did an exceptional job. The piece is remarkable. Kristen, thank you for your time. Oh, you're the best, Jen. Thank you. Behind the Bucks is presented by Gallagher, 
A huge thank you to Kristen Lapis for sharing an inside look as to how the film was made and her enormous role in bringing it to life. Giannis the Marvelous Journey is available now on Prime Video. If you want to learn more about the documentary and the perspectives of those involved in the story and the making of the film, you can find other parts of this Behind the Bucks series on Bucks Plus, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify.